Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. Welcome to this week's podcast. Today I want to talk to you about partnering with designers. And this is a very important strategy if you want to grow your B2B writing and copywriting business. I actually fell into this strategy by accident many years ago, and it really helped me out. I didn't realize how important it was until I actually did partner with a graphic designer, and it played a very important role in growing my business at that time and still does today. So that's what I want to talk to you about today is the importance of partnering with designers, web designers, graphic designers, the folks who do the design for the marketing materials that you write for clients. Now, this podcast is a little bit different than the one I did earlier on targeting designers and creative firms for freelance work. What I'm talking about here is actually developing a relationship with a designer where you can bring them in on a project that you're working on with a client, or they can bring you in on a project they're working on with a client. So a true partnership, perhaps not a legal partnership, but uh, an informal partnership where you agree to work together uh, with with certain clients. Again, this is a great way to, uh, to increase the capabilities of your of your copywriting business to clients and also to grow your B2B writing or copywriting business. I'm going to recommend that you find and build a relationship with at least one designer and ideally two or three designers. You want to have two or three good partnerships. I currently have two really good partnerships with designers. These are designers I recommend to my clients and I work with in many other ways. And it's a real benefit to my business. Let me uh, start by sharing a story with you on how I fell into this strategy and how important it is. Many years ago when I was just starting my business, and I'm talking maybe the first few months of my freelance business as a copywriter, I by chance ran into this graphic designer who was also starting his freelance business as well. And we decided to meet in a coffee shop and and share ideas and share notes as as we grew our our respective businesses. And uh, as we did that, we realized that we had a lot of the same things in common. I really liked the design work that he did for his clients. And I got the impression he liked my approach and my writing that I've been doing for, for the few clients that I had at that time. And we struck up a bit of an informal partnership. We both agreed that if the opportunity were to come up, that I would recommend him uh, to any clients that I'm working with and that he would recommend me. And it was a very informal relationship, just a a casual, friendly agreement. I wouldn't even call it an agreement, just, you know, an understanding. And uh, we took it from there. Well, Over the next five or six years from that first meeting at that coffee shop, I would have to estimate that that I probably got at least $100,000 worth of business and maybe more, probably a lot more, because of that relationship I built with that graphic designer. First of all, he would, um, you know, 
slowly at first, but frequently later on as he, as he came to trust me and like my work, he referred me quite often to a lot of his clients. I became the, the go-to writer he would recommend whenever he was talking to a client about, uh, about a project. Whenever, the client, whenever his clients said, hey, who's going to write this website or who's going to write this set of brochures, he would uh, more often than not say, well, I know a guy. His name is Steve Slonwhite, and he can write this stuff for you, and he's a great copywriter. So he was out there, in a way, selling for me, which is interesting. But that partnership also helped me as well, because I did exactly the same thing. When a client uh, that I was talking to asked about a designer, if a client said, do you know a good designer who can design our website or design these brochures or design this direct mail package that you're writing for us, Steve? Do you know someone like that? I, right away, I could say, yes, you need to talk to Michael. He is a terrific designer. He has a lot of experience designing direct mail, blah, blah, blah. I would recommend Michael. And it went back and forth like that a lot. So he would bring me in and recommend me to his clients. I would, I would bring him in and recommend him to my clients. And also, it gave me an opportunity to offer a bit of a full service sometimes. I don't offer design services to clients, but I do offer uh, what I call a design package. For example, if I'm writing a white paper for a client and the white paper wants some simple design, for example, a nice looking cover and the inside pages formatted in a nice way, perhaps with a couple of good illustrations there, I would, I would say, hey, I offer a design service. I know a design, uh, a graphic design um, firm owner who is, is terrific at this stuff. I can get a quote from him and I can offer you a complete package on that. And I would do that as well. And of course, I would go through this designer that I had this growing relationship with. So partnering with a designer can um, do so much for your business. Uh, it gives you something to someone to recommend to a client or prospect that you're talking to. So you come across as much more professional, um, you, you know, uh, someone who really is plugged in and, and, and has resources that they can recommend. And also gives you... Uh, uh, a way to generate more revenues, not only through referrals that you may get through that designer, but also by perhaps offering a design package with some of the projects that you're working on because you have this trusted designer that you're working with, so you're able to do that. So how do you make this happen for your business? How do you partner with a designer or two or three? I would recommend two or three designers that you set up this with, but you got to start with one. Well, first of all, I have a three-step process I'm going to share with you. So step one is create a criteria for the kind of designer you want to work with or want to partner with. Step two, find some suspects, create a suspect list of designers based on that criteria. And number three, contact them and introduce yourself and arrange to meet them. So let me go through these uh, three simple steps in a little more detail. So first of all, Step one, create a criteria of the kind of designer you want to work with. You don't want to work with any designer. This is a very important decision because uh, if you're going to be recommending a designer to your clients, you want to make sure that designer is a good designer, that they're good at what they do. You don't want to recommend a designer and then have your client have a bad experience with that person. That would reflect poorly on you, and you don't want that. So you want to create your own criteria for the kind of designer you want to work with. Let me give you some of my criteria for the kind of designer 
I'd like to work with. And maybe that can serve as a basis for creating your own criteria. So uh, number one, I like to work with a designer who is a solo designer, someone who is self-employed. Perhaps they're, they're a solo professional, or maybe they have a small firm. They have two or three or four employees, but not too big. Because if they get too big, I find it's much more difficult to form a good relationship with them. I like to work with the person actually doing the design. So a design firm owner or someone who, who works with a small team. Might even be a virtual team or a team of other freelancers, but a small team. Uh, so a solo designer for me. Also, local. I like to work with someone local. Someone who at least I have the possibility of meeting uh, with in person. So someone within the city. Now, you, you don't necessarily have to have that criteria yourself. Uh, it's very possible these days to work with a designer who is across the country from you and still develop a very good relationship with that person, a very good partnership with that person. But for me, I find that you know if I, if I can at least meet with that, that designer when I can, if I have that capability, I just find it works better. I like to meet the person in person. So that's criteria number two for me. Number three, um, you know, works with the kind of clients that I work with. You know, it's important that the designer already has experience working with the type of clients that I, I work with, which is obviously business to business clients, small companies, owners of small B2B companies. And number three in my list of criteria, um, I like to have a designer who is experienced with the kind of projects I work on. And this is very important when you're, when you're creating your own criteria list because, you know, let's say, for example, you specialize in writing content. You write case studies, you write white papers, you write blog posts and articles. You're a content-focused uh, B2B writer or copywriter. Well, you don't want to partner with a designer whose entire experience is writing advertising <laughs> because, you know... Yeah, there are some some of those skills and talents can be uh, transitioned over to to creating a a white paper cover or things of that nature. But you really want to find a designer who has experience designing content, designing covers and inside pages for white papers, uh, coming up with custom illustrations for blog posts and creating infographics and that kind of content. You want to find a designer who who designs the kind of marketing materials that you write for clients. Also, and this is a preference of mine, another list, uh, another item on my criteria list, I'd like a designer to be full-time, that this is their business. They're a full-time graphic designer or they have a small graphic design business, web design business. I'm, I really don't want to work with a solo designer who is the weekend designer. So, and, you know, they're a real estate agent from Monday to Friday, but they do some design work on Saturdays because they're, they're handy with uh, Adobe Photoshop and, and other design tools. And they created a, uh, a website for their sister's wedding photography business, so they think they're a designer. <laughs> you know, I like to work with a real professional, someone who's really in business, who does client work on a consistent basis. And that usually means someone who is full-time, who has both feet in their business. That's the kind of person I prefer to work with as a designer. And finally, the final criteria, probably the most important, I like their work. I like their style. I like their design work. And that's very important. So those are my criteria. And you can use that as a basis for creating your own list of criterion. 
for the kind of designer that you would like ideally to partner with. So that's step one, create a criteria for the kind of designer you want to partner with. Step two, find some suspects. Now you want to find a list of graphic designers that you could potentially work with. Uh, and there's many ways you can do that. First of all, I recommend you tap your professional network. Contact people you know, maybe your current clients, um, other copywriters, other creative professionals, marketing consultants in the area, people you know professionally and ask them, hey, can you recommend a good graphic designer or web designer? Can you recommend someone? Because often the best people come from a recommendation. Another way is to uh, go on LinkedIn and find uh, good graphic designers, web designers on LinkedIn that are in your area. The reason why I like LinkedIn is because if they have a LinkedIn account and they list themselves as a, as a designer or owner of a design firm, that's another indication that they're really seriously in business. And also on LinkedIn, you can take a look at their credentials as well. They may have, uh, you can see their education and some other details about them, which is helpful. So try LinkedIn. Also, yellowpages.com. You can search for graphic designers in your area through yellowpages.com. You can do a Google search, especially a local Google search or, or in your area, so you can find the graphic designers in your area. Another way is that if there are any marketing groups or communication groups or networking groups or business groups in the area that are frequented by, by marketing-type people or communications people or even writers, um, you know, you can contact them or go out to a meeting and meet some people and see if you can find uh, some recommendations for graphic designers through these associations. Often graphic designers are members of these associations. So that gives you some ideas on how to create a prospect list. But you want to create a prospect list or a target list of, of 10 or 15 designers that you could approach. So that's step number two. Step number three, now that you have your list of, of graphic designers and small design firms you're going to approach, step number three is to introduce yourself and see if you can meet them. And this doesn't have to be difficult. You can phone them or send them an email, introduce yourself. You can say, hey, I'm John Smith. I'm a freelance uh, copywriter. I specialize in working with B2B companies. And I often get asked for design recommendations and you know I would like to find out more about what you do as a designer and the kind of clients you work with you know we're, we're both local can I meet you for a coffee sometime I'll buy you a coffee or can I meet you for a lunch sometime I'll buy you a lunch and just invite them out for a coffee or lunch I find coffee's the easiest and be flexible be willing to meet at a coffee shop uh, near them you know and make it convenient for them and when you have that meeting with them, you don't have to do any hard selling here. You don't have to try to, try to pitch the idea of being partners or with, with each other in any shape or form. This is all about simply building the relationship. You want to ask them a lot of questions about their business, get them talking about their business. What do you do, Mr. Designer? What kind of work do you do? What kind of clients do you work with, Mr. Designer? Uh, what kind of projects do you tend to work on? This is a professional conversation. You're just, you're just chatting away. And, and um, you're getting to know more about that designer. And they're getting to know, to, to know more about you. And that's the beginning of that relationship. You don't have to mention re referrals. You don't have to mention 
partnership. In fact, the story I told you earlier in the podcast about my partnership, quote unquote, with a graphic designer named Michael, I don't think we've ever even used the word partnership. It was just a relationship, a professional relationship where he got to know what I did very well, I got to know what he did very well, and we helped and referred each other. So this is the beginning of that, that first meeting. So find out a lot about their business, get them talking about themselves, answer questions that they have about what you do and the kind of writing you do, and just share ideas and just have a uh, a pleasant time because that's the beginning of the relationship. And of course, when that meeting is over, if you get a good feeling about the person, if you think, hey, this is a designer I'd like to work with more often, or this is a designer I feel comfortable recommending to my clients and prospects, then stay in touch with that designer and continue to build that relationship with them. Because like I said, uh, a, a quote-unquote partnership with a graphic designer or a web designer can be a very valuable one for your business. And keep in mind that that first meeting you have at the coffee shop with the designer um, is not an event. It's not like you go to the coffee shop and you walk out with a, with a deal. <laughs> it's not a sale or anything like that. Simply the part of the process. You're simply building the relationship. And this is the first step in building the relationship. In fact, it may be months after that meeting before you get a chance to work with each other, before you get a chance to, re- to recommend that designer to your client or that that designer gets an opportunity or feels comfortable recommending you to their clients. So this is the start of the process, and you want to keep this going. And use this process, this three-step technique, to build relationships with designers until you have two or three really good designers that you have a good relationship with, that you, you like their work, they're recommending you, you feel comfortable recommending them. That is the ideal situation that you want to reach. It may take a couple of years for you to get there, but this is an important building block to build in your B2B writing or copywriting business. So that's this week's podcast. I hope you found it helpful to you. And would you do me a favor? If you have any questions or topic suggestions or comments on this topic, please send me me an email. I'd be delighted to hear from you. My email address is steve at steveslonwhite.com. You can reach me right there. So until next week, have a great week with your B2B writing or copywriting business. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Slonwhite. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.